myself again But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn You look back and it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot say to you If I don't say the words that maybe Hi, welcome to NUFC Matters. It is Geordie's here. Geordie's there. And uh, tonight, joined by George, Mitch, Steve, and our lead, Steve Hasty, should be joining us as well. This is a pre-recorded show, uh, and we've decided to do a, a special, which we often do. And this is uh, a bit of a tribute to Alan Shearer, where we ask the guys uh, their favourite Alan Shearer game. And then we'll go back around again and find out what their favourite goal was. And uh, as always, we start with George. Uh, good evening, George. Hello, Dad, Steve, everybody. It's uh, this is a good one. It's uh, it's a one which, when I saw it, I was I was hesitant because there's so many uh, games and goals with with Alan Shearer that uh, we've all been involved in. Uh, but the other side of it is, of course. Um, I'm one of the fortunate people, if you like, whose uh, childhood and boyhood was brought up with Jackie Milburn. And then my adulthood, I've seen Alan Shearer's career develop as well. And so it would be no surprise when I've said that to which game I want to pick. Uh, and that's the uh, game in February 2006 when he broke uh, Jackie Milburn's record. Um Fascinating game because it was full of tension. Lots of things happening around the club at the time, of course. Uh, we just sacked Sooness. Len Roder was our um, standing manager. Because um, Roder didn't put him in the squad uh, like Sooness hadn't, Albert Lukwe kicked off and disappeared for a couple of weeks. Got, in, got a big hoof. And then, of course, we had uh, some characters of the team who uh, didn't exactly take, uh, uh, didn't actually gel with the crowd, like uh, Jean Allen Boom Song, who uh, every time he touched the ball got booed by our fans more than the away fans. Uh, so it, it was it was that kind of game. But you could feel, at least I think, you could feel the tension in the crowd every time Shearer got near the ball and, and near the goal. And the only trouble was is that uh, in goal for uh, Portsmouth was uh, the the top player. It was the man of the match, Keel Keely, um, played out of his skin, and the number of uh, times he saved uh, what would have been normally certain goals. It, I, I think if he hadn't have been in goal, it could have been six or seven. But the fact that it was only two, it was entirely down to him. Uh, but he thwarted Shearer over and over and over again, particularly in the first half. But then, just before half-time, uh, Enzogia went through and played a 1-2 with Shula uh, and and uh, back to, to Shearer. And everybody thought, well, here it comes. And, of course, Shearer walloped it like he usually does. And who, guess what? The goalkeeper saved it. He shouldn't have got anywhere near it. But... It bounced out, and uh, Charles and Zoggy uh, put the put the rebound into the back of the net for the first goal. So that was the that that was the first half. But what a the tension in the ground was palpable. You could you could feel it, uh, particularly every time Shearer got near the ball. Either you could feel the the rumblings in the ground like you usually do. Um, as, as it happens, the the team for the day was uh, given <sighs> Ramage, Babayaro, 
Parker, Bramble, Boomsong, Solano, Amiobi, Shira, Emery, and Nzogia. And uh, uh, substitutes were Elliot, Clark, and those well known prize fighters, Bowyer and Dyer, and, uh, and Harper. Um, you know, it, it, so it, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a bad team. Uh, to add to the uh, to the mix, though, was that uh, there were some people in the uh, Pompey team that weren't stranger stores. Andy O'Brien, uh, and Andy Griffin, uh, uh, Alessandro, uh, Wayne Routledge, they were all in the Pompey team that day. So, so it had a, a bit of uh, a bit of edge to it in that sense as well. The other thing I, 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 when thinking about this game and, and, and sort of doing some checking up. I came across an article by Mark Carruthers, who who usually writes the non-league stuff for the for the Chronicle and, and the local papers, and he did an article about four or five years ago um, on that team, saying where are they now? And he went down the list from given all the way through to Enzogia and even even the uh, uh, the substitutes and said where they are now. It's a, it, if you get the chance to read it, it's a good article by Mark Carruthers. Uh, but the one I wanted to highlight was uh, uh, in the team was Emery, of course, the Turkish lad, who, again, from a personal point of view, I got to know uh, through uh, through my uh, good friend at the university, Professor uh, um, uh, Mehmet Atler, who uh, was, Tur- was Turkish. And, and, of course, he knew uh, Emery and quite often brought Emery into the university. So it was nothing to have... Uh, Emery sit in the front row of the lecture room when it's, when Mamet was lecturing to the students and the students thought that thought that was great, so I got to know him quite well. Plus, they they, they introduced us to some of the Turkish restaurants around the place that would always get a good meal in the Turkish uh, um, uh, restaurants. There's a the one at Long Benton which is Lizette Red Lizette, uh, which is uh, brilliant and and we, we're still well known there. Uh, anyway, Emery, what I was going to say about Emery was, you might recall at about this time, he had two long suspensions for um, racial abuse. He abused racial player, uh, players on the opposition. I think he had a score a couple of Everton players and, and, and someone else, and he had a couple of long um, suspensions. Well, Mark Carruthers uh, reckons that when he went back to Turkey, that didn't change. He'd only been back in Turkey a couple of months when he got a first long suspension for exactly the same thing, uh, playing for uh, for, for uh, uh, his own team in Turkey and, and abusing players on the other side. Having not satisfied with that, he did it again about three or four months later uh, and, and got a suspension. Where his brains were, I don't know, because within a month, he'd done it again. And guess what? He got two and a half years jail for that. They didn't waste any time in, in Turkey. They gave him two and a half days in, in jail. So so there are side issues around this match and around this team. But it go to the second half, and of course, uh, we're all waiting for the, the moment that uh, that Alan breaks the record. Don't forget, it's a record that stood for five decades uh, from, from Jackie Milburn. And uh, he, Shearer did everything he could to score, but inevitably it it, it happened, and it, it was a good goal. Um, oh, I'm going to talk about the goal later, aren't I? Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was, I'll leave I'll leave the goal later then. Um, and in uh, uh, 64 minutes, the inevitable happened, and and 
well, St. James's Park just erupted. You can run the pictures now, Steve, if you like. Is uh, that that's a, that's what had happened? That same with his characteristic uh, uh, hand in the air salute, and then there's another one of uh, of Shearer just applauding the fans uh, at the end and, and at the Gallagher end and saying thank you to everybody. Um, so that you know it was great. Now. Here's the other guy, the the, the guy that uh, whose record he took. That's uh, 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 John Edward Thompson Milburn, Jet Milburn, uh, Jackie Milburn, as we knew him. Um, and there he is. Now that's a characteristic style of of Jackie. He used to use that long stretch and leg to pull the ball back from defenders that were that were chased away from him and get the ball back. I suspect that this in this day and age. He might well get got held up for um, tackling from behind, but I, I, I'm not so sure. But he was very good. And uh, the other thing I want to point out, if, if you look at that picture, you see all the kids sitting around the wall, sitting around the wall on, on, on at St. James's Park uh, on the running track. And, and that's obviously a full house. And then the third, that's that's Jackie scored in the, in the cup final against Manchester City. Uh, the header that uh, opened the, uh, very early opened the cup final. Uh, Manchester City uh, were lulled into the fact that Vic Keeble was the header, and the mark Vic Keeble heavily. And the, the theory was, well, Milburn's not a very good header, header, so they left Milburn. Well, in practice, the Magpies had been working on that, and they just uh, chipped the ball in, and Milburn banged his header into the back of the net very early in the cup final. Um, this is this is a bit of me uh, being cheeky. That's me at fourteen with me county boys blazer on, and wearing and carrying the the county cup, the the Blake cup. Uh, that year, that my school team we won about seven trophies in that year, didn't lose a match. But shortly after that picture was taken, I had the great pleasure of playing my first game for the A team, Newcastle A team which was being managed by Jackie Milburn then because his played career was over. Uh, and what a great uh, thrill and pleasure that was. You know, I, uh, I didn't realise he was there. When I turned up at the dressing room at Wall's End at North Road and went in and seen who was there, it took us about 20 minutes to get me breath. And then when I see them standing there, uh, when, you know, you've got a, a, a boyhood hero standing in front of you and you know you're going to be involved with it that, that day. It's something special. So... Um, the other thing is that the interesting thing is that the Milburn family have said some wonderful things about Shearer. Um, yes, they, they, they anticipated eventually Jackie's record would go, but they were thrilled that it went to another jury, another one of our own, uh, to take the record over. And uh, Jackie's son said that uh, comparing Alan and Jackie was like comparing Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson. And I think that's a pretty good description because it, even with with my uh, you know years watching the club and me interest in Milburn and in Shearer, um, I would I couldn't define it better than that because uh, they both have their pluses and, and so on, uh, different styles, but uh, were were fantastic. Jackie had five years top goal scorer and three years where he was second top goal scorer. Um, Three cup final wins at Wembley. Um, it's just a pity that, uh, from my point of view, and I, I suspect from yours, that uh, Alan Shearer didn't get similar cup finals because 
we should have done. I, I, I'm convinced that some of the some of the semi-finals and finals we got to, uh, which I used to uh, transport all the lads to all over the country, um, we threw some of them away. I don't know whether it was nerves or what, but one or two of our players just, uh, just died on the day as far as I'm concerned. But anyway, that's, that's, uh, that's my game. 51,627 playing. Shearer's 550 game for the club. And the 4th of, uh, of February 2006, and it was his 201st goal for Newcastle. So that's my, my Shearer game. Fantastic, mate. Great stuff, George. I love the little throwbacks to you as well, and that great, great <laughs> photograph of you holding the trophy, mate. Brilliant. Uh, Mitch, uh, you've always got some footsteps to follow in with your dad, unfortunately, but uh, over in, to you in every, Shearer's game. <laughs> in every way, mate, sometimes I tell you. Um... No, I mean, excuse me if I'm a little underprepared because I didn't know if I'd make this the night. So yeah. um, my diary changed at the last minute, which was great. Thanks for um, joining me. You, you, know, you know, I like to be um, a little contrarian sometimes, and there's so many games we could go through. We're blessed, really, to be able to talk about somebody like Alan Shearer as our <laughs> club, you know, hero and more. And so we're really looking in what to pick. Um, the game I've gone for, though, is actually an England game, an international game. And it's the moment the nation suddenly believed. Um, Euro 96. It's the group stage. We need only need a point to qualify from the group. We've already done really well. And we're up against Holland. And this is a decent Dutch side. In fact, I dare say more than a decent Dutch side. Um, we both just need a point to qualify. We could have done a a Germany, Austria, and Spain, um, Spain eighty-two, and just played out a nil-nil draw, and everybody goes through, and everybody's happy. But there was something about that night at Wembley that was different, and there was something about that night at Wembley that you saw a nation come together behind the team, and a team respond in a very, very, very big way. And this was peak Holland. This is Holland with. Bergkamp up front with Clivert up front, the proper Clivert, not the one sponsored by Greg's that we ended up getting. <laughs> um, you know, th th this was a proper, proper team. And on its day, it could have beat any team in the world. Um, and that day, England were irresistible. And the front line of Shearer and Sheringham, very much so. Totally irresistible. Um, and of all the partners that he had, I think Sheringham was probably one of the least likely ones. Yet, when they played together for the country, they were dynamite. I, d I don't know what the goal-scoring record as record a partnership is, but I reckon it must have been phenomenal as a partnership. And that night, we got two each. That night, the game started really well midway through the first half. I think it was Ince was brought down. Um, was it by Danny Blint for the penalty? Um, and Shearer took that away in typical Shearer fashion. Um, second goal, if I remember right, was a corner. And I think it was Sheringham headed it in from the corner. And I don't think anybody on the pitch believed he could. I think it went in at quite a weird angle. And everybody was looking at each other along the lines of, oh, did that go in? Um, and then the third goal, and this is the one that I remember most from the game, was a lovely passage of play between Darren Anderton and and Gaza. And I think this was the game that Gaza came of age for the tournament in as well. Um, then Gaza steams into the box, lays it off to Sheringham, 
who lays it off the Shearer, and he puts his laces through it in the back of the net, and then he comes off, and that was special, special goal. Um, Sheringham's finished the scoring later on in the second half, and I think we conceded a consolation later on, but it didn't affect the result, didn't affect the mood. And I think that was the point where everybody suddenly believed, hang on a minute, we could win this. We don't need a good tailwind. We don't need a bit of luck. We can win this. We're good enough. We're, we're just taking apart. I said, I'm sure Holland were ranked three in the world going into that tournament or something like that. And we demolished them. Didn't just beat them. We absolutely hammered them. And and the, the, all the cities, all the whole cities like Newcastle came alive with people from all over Europe in there and had the change in the extended drinking hours so you could stay out later than normal and 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 it was a good vibe. It wasn't a, there wasn't a bad vibe at all. I remember watching the game in in Jasmine somewhere. Carriage maybe so, somewhere that way. And then walking back into town after the game and the whole city was bouncing. And you could hear Shearer's name being sung, but you couldn't just hear it being sung in Newcastle. It was being sung around the country. It was being sung in Wembley. And that was our number nine. And he became the country's number nine. Um, and at that moment, that result, that was when the company all suddenly believed, yeah, we can actually win this. Uh, and obviously, the, everybody knows what, what happened with the infamous penalty shootout against Germany. Um, if only Gazette's studs had been a quarter of an inch longer, maybe they would, would have scored that second in, 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 in beating Germany. But, you know, um, the tournament was amazing, and Shiro was one of the highlights and heroes of the tournament and that game in particular it, it, that's probably the if you need, make me think of an international football match that's the first one that comes into my mind and so that's why I decided to talk about it tonight Brilliant stuff, mate. Great memories. And um, obviously, uh, you know, Gaza, as you say, uh, another fantastic tournament. Uh, I'm sure that will uh, uh, be somebody who we can feature on one of these programmes in the future. But uh, Steve Wilson, over to you, mate. Uh, your Shira game, please. Yeah, um, as, as the, the lads have said already, there was there was a vast number to, to choose from. And uh, I chose a game where uh, Shira had probably a... a, a an impact on the game and the and the outcome and and I described this game uh, when we're in the in the the chat ahead of the show um, when we're choosing our games as a as a Roy of the Rovers stuff and uh, I thought I should really you know that's an expression that's often used um, on and commentators and in the in the media and I thought uh, since since our origins go back to the 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 retro show and then the sort of stuff George talks about in the 50s I should really talk about who Roy of the Rovers is because it's I suppose anybody in the that's been around as a fan uh, in, in the Keegan era and onwards uh, probably has never heard of Roy of the Rovers or or read about him and uh, Roy of the Rovers was a was a, a fictional footballer played for a, a fictional team called Melchester Rovers and it goes back to the 50s when he when he uh, when he played and uh, he, he carried on playing into the seventies, and he actually he actually played with Supermark in the uh, in this England international that's on the front page of this this comic that was around then. And now this this obviously isn't a proper McDonald goal because it doesn't go in. It looks like the goal he saved it, so it can't have really been a proper McDonald shot. Because I'm sure he would have stuck it in the bottom corner. But uh, that's Roy Roy Race playing alongside him, and, and this comic uh, originally comic strip in the originally in the in the 
a magazine called The Tiger and went on over the years. And it's, it continued right up until the late 90s. Um, but it, it was always the, there was a lot of, the, the Manchester Rovers were either going to win the league or they were going to get relegated or they were playing Europeans. And there was always something, dramatic storyline that went with it. And, and often dramatic ends to the game. And that's why I called this game that I'm going to talk about, which is the Leicester game in 1997, is, is that. Because it's a game that Shearer had a, an impact, particularly at the end of the game. Um, if you paint a picture of the timing, it was, it was just uh, the, the start of the year. This game was in February. And it was just after the 7-1 the, the demolition of Tottenham, um, in which Shearer and Les Ferdinand had both scored a couple. Um, and also Keegan, uh, we, shocking announcement that he was he was quitting, and uh, you know so we we're all in shock at the playing fantastic football at the time, um, and then we got the, the shock announcement that Keegan was leaving, and uh, Kenny Dalglish came in, and I, I suppose to start with we thought well okay that's a, that's a decent uh, a decent replacement, although I think we all we all wish in hindsight that Bobby had come at that time as the, as they were trying to get him, um, and and. You know, continuing initially, we had a we had a good run. I think we beat Everton four one, and then we came with this game against Leicester, um, full house, which was only thirty six thousand at the time because it was we're still waiting for the, the ground redevelopment to go on, and uh, the game itself um, we, we started we started quite brightly and, and took the lead through a, a shot from Robbie Elliott in the. Uh, uh, when what time was that goal? It was uh, it was early on, first few minutes. That's right. Yeah, about the third minute, we took the lead through Robbie Elliott, and it was the game wasn't it wasn't a particularly fantastic game, and uh, got to half time still one nil, and uh, but we, we 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 expected to to probably push on in the second half, and then we're we're hit by three three goals from Leicester in in a, in a short space of time in the, in the first fifteen minutes or so of the second half. And, and we're just in shock that, that uh, these these three goals from uh, Matt Elliott and um, Steve Claridge and Emil, Emil Heskey, you know, players at that that era, name people might remember from that time. Um, and so we're 3-1 down and, and uh, it, the, the, the master plan of being successful as I'd been, it, it was just about to go out the window. And then... Um, this is where this Roy of the Rovers things comes on because you at that sort of stage when you're three one down you think well well how how can we we get some some magic to get back in the game and it, it's typical that somebody like Alan Shearer would 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 do that kind of thing and that that's exactly what happened by him hitting a hat trick in the last fifteen minutes and uh, it was one of those sort of uh, they weren't absolutely classic goals the first one probably was the best of the of the three which was a a typical Alan Shearer free kick. Um, reminiscent of his first goal, if you go back to the times when he when he scored the first goal, it was a Wimbledon we played when he when he yeah. first found the free kick in and uh, when he first arrived. Similar sort of thing, free kick just outside the box, and he just uh, it just belted it through everybody, and it went straight through the wall and into the into the roof of the net. So that was back the three two, um, as you can always imagine that that sort of would push the momentum on the crowd, and then. Um, and that was in the uh, 76 minutes and then only about seven minutes later he scored another one um, this was a, a most typical type Alan Shearer goal ball breaks to him in the, in the edge of the penalty area just inside the penalty area in a, in a cross, low cross shot which evaded the goalie and went in the bottom corner so there we are threes each um, and, and as we would expect the momentum swing swung from Leicester back to us and, uh, and we're waiting for the 
the, the dramatic finish. And it's it's still going in right into the last minute when when a, a, a ball that was, was put across the goal by Rob Lee um, from the right-hand side, similar to the, the position that ASM got himself uh, in against Wolves last week. But instead of belting it across at Exocet missile speed, like ASM did in the hope that uh, Chris Wood would get on the end of it, it was a it was a perfect pass from from Rob Lee across the goal mouth and Alan Steer had just stroked it in from three yards, and then we had a then we have a four three win um, from uh, from that uh, being being three one down at one stage with with only fifteen minutes left, and and that's where it becomes the the Roy of the Rovers because it, here here you have a situation where you're down and you're waiting for the drama and and. And Roy the Rover would have done the same sort of thing. He would like to score a hat trick in the last 10, 15 minutes as well. And um, it's it's something that you know always excites me. I love it. I love a game with four threes and stuff like that, and, and that kind of thing. And the nearest we had to that, anybody being more recently, was was in the the Norwich game. You might remember in uh, twenty sixteen when we were losing three uh, one going into injury time, and uh, a lot of the crowd left in in, de- in depression and. Uh, Dwight Gale scored a couple more to compete his hat-trick and we ended up winning 4-3 for the 96 minutes. But uh, game goals missed by quite a lot of people who cleared the ground when it was 3-1 with uh, extra full-time looming. So that was my game. Um, as I said, many many to choose from. And, and that game I chose because of the, the impact Shearer had right at the end and, and making it a, a memorable night. Fantastic. Great recollections. Al Waleed, over to you, my friend. Uh, yes, uh, as I said before, uh, we didn't have that great coverage. Uh, and uh, at 1998, uh, uh, I picked the, the game uh, England against Saudi Arabia, and it was a preparation for World Cup in France. Uh, I was 12 or 11 uh, back then, and we were uh, very excited for this game uh, because Saudi Arabia did well in 1994 in the World Cup, so we will have high expectation before uh, t- uh, France uh, World Cup. So uh, we, we were uh, play heavy games uh, for preparation and one of that, one of them was uh, against England and were all the also uh, sports uh, fans very excited about that game. And I watched it live and uh, I was reading, yeah, that's Ibrahim Swayed who played for Al-Ahli in Saudi Arabia. And uh, that game was amazing. And uh, when the media talking about, even English media, I remember, uh, they've been called uh, my favorite star Saudi, his Samuel Jabir, number nine in uh, Saudi Arabia. They were called him uh, Alan Shearer of Arabia, of Saudi Arabia. So that time, actually, name Alan Shearer come to my head. So I was, I was looking for okay, who who's the player from England who are uh, uh, fans saying this is Alan Shearer or uh, described as as Alan Shearer of the Arabia, and. Uh, uh, later on, I I searched for the player and uh, you know uh, I I did know that he's uh, play for Newcastle and that time I started to support and uh, care about Newcastle. Uh, that game was amazing, especially for my star Samuel Jabber, which uh, if if you if you see some uh, uh, small uh, part of the game or uh, the highlights, you will see how uh, how he was how great he was and uh, I'm sure Tony Adams remember a lot of things regarding Samuel Jabber. And this is now we, I should talk about Alan Shearer, not about my player in Saudi Arabia. Alan Shearer, uh, so I, and as uh, Mitch saying, uh, the uh, partnership with Teddy Sheringham, uh, and he, this is one of the things, you know, it's, uh, England always have great, uh, great squad. 
So I'm really wish them to uh, win the World Cup uh, in November. Uh, it was a great game and uh, uh, it was nil-nil, but this is one of the best nil-nil you can ever see. Yeah, fantastic. Great result for Saudi Arabia yeah. uh, against England as well. Uh, yeah, and I, I believe it was in Wembley, if I'm not mistaken. It was at Wembley, yeah. yeah. The old yeah. Wembley, of course. The old Wembley, of course. Steve Hasty, good evening. Uh, welcome to you and uh, your Shira game, please. Oh, my Shearer game was also a Robson game. It was the Newcastle United 8, Sheffield <laughs> Wednesday 0. And for all the young, younger people watching, yes, 8. 8. At home, 0 against. Fantastic. Everything about this game, the, the, the drama that we'd had in the, in the weeks preceding, um, the, the, the Sunderland game, the way Shearer was treated, the way that Ferguson was treated, um, Hullet losing his job, and then Sir Bobby coming in. And this was actually Sir Bobby's first home game. And, um, you know, I think there was just there was just an air of, of sort of relief in a way, as well as excitement on the terraces on that particular day, because, you know, we, we'd gone through it. And some of us, you know, yes, we'd had the, the, the glory of going to the cup final with Hullet, but it soon soured. We all remember that. And certainly I think of five out of six of us around this panel remember those, that sour taste that we had in our in our mouth during that, that period of August. Um and Alan, let's face it. I think I think a lot of people won't won't realise, but Alan's career really at a crossroads at this point. Certainly, his career at Newcastle United. Um, I think he, he, he in his own mind uh, and in the mind of some of the press, if Hullet have remained, then Alan wouldn't have seen out probably until September or maybe a little bit longer, but certainly not the full season. I think he would have. I think he would have been gone. Uh, I can't remember exactly what the the transfer. Um, rules were at that particular time, you know, whether whether there was a cut-off point or whether you could just sell people uh, willy-nilly, I can't remember, but I, I do remember the very fact that we just went into that thinking, you know, if Shearer doesn't pull his socks up and Shearer doesn't get the opportunity, or if Shearer doesn't do anything, um, or if Shearer's really, really, you know, has been put off by, of this football club by um, Rutullet to the extent he wants to leave, then, you know, things are not looking good. But uh, we went into the game, and uh, lo and behold, Alan scores five. He didn't score three, he didn't score two, he didn't score one. He scores five. And this was the moment, I think, where Alan, in his own mind, realised that, and probably looked in the, in the following few months, uh, that Sir Bobby Robson, with a quiet word before the game, and then everything that went on after, really saved uh, Alan's career and I think that's why it's an important game it's not important for the five goals it's the importance of Alan's career for the following five or six seasons when he then was able to go on and he was able to break the record of 206 goals so for me that was that was special I think the first goal of the game was actually scored by Aaron Hughes if I remember rightly you know um, a player who I felt as though really got the 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 uh the bad rub of the green, if you like. I think that uh, he was a player that could have stayed at Newcastle for his entire career. And I think he had a great career after he left Newcastle, but I never understood why um, Graham Soonis, I think it was, pushed him out the door. Um, but Alan then scored, and and again, I think he's, the first one was a little flick in from a cross by Dyer. He then scored the second one, which was a penalty. And after that, I, you know, 
we weren't even bothered. We we just saw we just sat and watched the goals roll in, and we suddenly thought, and I think everybody subsequently has said it probably a thousand times, if only we got Sir Bobby after Kevin Keegan left, where would the football club have been? And it was that was the that was the whole thing. Everything went right for us on the pitch. It started to go right for Alan off the pitch as well as on the pitch. It rejuvenated his career, allowed him to get to that 206 goals, break the record. And for me, that was so, so special. So that for me was the ultimate Alan Shearer game. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, some great memories, uh, to be honest, uh, shared by the lads there. And uh, that's why we decided to to do this. I'm going to share mine. Um, my favourite Shearer game um, was in the pomp of the entertainers. And uh, Newcastle took on Tottenham Hotspur at St James's Park uh, in a Premier League fixture. And uh, probably um, one of the most one-sided games that I've seen against Tottenham in my time supporting Newcastle United. The lineups, just to give you a flavour of, of who the teams were, Shaka Hislop was in goal for Newcastle. Uh, the uh, defence was made up of Darren Peacock, Philip Albert and John Beresford. Midfield, Rob Lee, David Batty, Keith Gillespie, Steve Watson and uh, forwards. Well, we had three that day, Les Ferdinand, Peter Beardsley and Alan Shearer. Only one substitute using the game, it was Lee Clark, uh, another great player who, to bring on. As for the visitors, well, Ian Walker were, was a bit of a stalwart in those days for, for Spurs. He was in goal. Uh, the uh, the defence was made up of Stephen Carr, Saul Campbell, both players who ended up at Newcastle um, as players, Clyde Wilson and Colin Calderwood, of course, who was uh, number two to Chris yeah. Hewton. Um, in the midfield, Alan Nielsen, Andy Sinton and David Howells, which I, when I read that, um, I've got to be honest, it was quite underwhelming, that midfield, when you when you think about it. Although three internationals, not household names, um, you know, Andy Sinton and David Howells, both England internationals, but not really household, especially for that period of time. Three forwards as well for Spurs, well, Rule Fox, of course, former Newcastle United entertainer, Stefan Iverson. Uh, who was a well-known name of those times, and Teddy Sheringham, of course, who uh, Mitch has already mentioned as uh, part of the England setup, was was playing his trade at Spurs at this particular time. Subs for them: Jason Dazelle and uh, Ronnie Rosenthal, who uh, is probably best known for the, the the miss that he had for Liverpool, where he was standing on the goal line. It was easy at the score, and he blazed it over the bar. But under this game, and the reason that I picked it as Shearer, as one of Shearer's um, greatest games that I saw play, was it was just a goal fest. Newcastle were 2 0 up at half time. Uh, Alan Shearer had scored in the 20th minute, and two minutes later, he sidekicked Les Ferdinand had scored as well to make it 2 0. But nobody could have um, you know, been prepared for what was to come in the in the second half, and it was literally was a goal fest. Uh, Alan scored a, another wonderful goal. Um, uh, yeah, which was late, late on in the game where he just literally chipped it over the, the, the top of the advancing keeper to put a seal on the victory and you know waved, waved to the crowd again as he often did with his one-arm saluted um, celebrating uh, another three points and a fantastic win. Other goal scorers on the day, well, I've already mentioned Les Ferdinand, Rob Lee uh, chipped in with a brace as well and Philip Albert uh, didn't score many but when he scored 
um, they were always special and always on on the big occasion. Alan Nielsen got the consolation uh, for Tottenham, but just overall, it was a it was a wonderful it was a wonderful performance from Newcastle, uh, capped by a, a couple of really good goals for Alan Shearer uh, on the day, and um, just a memorable game. I think a lot of people would probably pick out the the Manchester United game as as, as a great game from that particular period in our history but uh, that Spurs one often gets forgotten and um, it, it's up there with the 5-0 for me up there with the 3-2 uh, against Barcelona as well it was a hell of an atmosphere a hell of a day and uh, well worthy of a, a recollection on a programme like this where we're paying tribute to Alan Shearer just going to give a shout out to our sponsors as always thank you to Spider Miner uh, who give you worldwide coverage and thanks to Spider VPN who've been with us for many many months now uh, thanks for your support lads never gets taken for granted thanks to skipsandbins.com telephone 0800 25 45 25 email inquiries at skips website www.skipsandbins.com easy contract free and pays you go waste collection thanks to lng family funeral directors 01913897245 and the garden of healing dispensary cbd hemp and cannabinoid specialists www.guhd.com thanks to qtechshop.co.uk the makers of pool tables and sticker tables in walls and newcastle and the guys who run our website Thanks to Kai, a new game over screen, drop into a Clear Run device near you. Also available on Apple Store, Google Play, and Clearrun.game. Thanks to jabsignature.co.uk and to Media Arts. If you want to subscribe, hit the Newcastle Legends logo in the bottom right-hand corner, and you can subscribe for free. Seven shows a week guaranteed. Hit the thumb up to like the video, click share, share your social media, and drop into the comments to speak to like-minded Newcastle fans. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and all podcast providers. Usually goes up 24 hours after the show. If you want to become a member, visit nufcmatters.com or put your phone over the top of the QR code and it takes you straight to the membership registration. You will get a cup, a pen, a membership card and a scarf and entry into the free draw. And if you want a car sticker, uh, a free car sticker, um, then you just need to subscribe and then drop John a link at nufcmatters.com website and he will send you your car sticker. Don't forget, we support the food bank on here. NUFC fans, foodbank.co.uk is the website. Please make a donation in the virtual bucket today. Okay, George, back to you for your favourite Shira goal. Uh, well, I'm going back to where I started with the game in February where he actually broke the record and, and it's because it's the record-breaking goal that it became one of my favourites. Um, as I kept saying, you know, the, the, the atmosphere was full of expectation and every time he got the ball, people were expecting him to score. Portsmouth goalkeeper thwarted him time and time again. But uh, midway through the second half, um, 64th minute, he played a 1-2 with Nzogua, and then he played a 1-2 with, with Schola, who uh, did a, a very neat uh, step over and a back heel right into Shearer's feet and left Shearer with just the goalkeeper to, to beat. And, of course, he, he, he didn't waste that opportunity, and he, he leathered it, as he usually did, at the back of the net and then saluted the, the, the Gallagher then. Um it was enjoyable because it was it was the end of a, uh, an era and the start of a, of a new era. So you know, there's the, all the young fellas that are starting to join our club now. Uh, that's the target they've got to think of. Can they can they last last ten years and, and manage over two hundred goals? Um, it, it, it's quite a challenge to think of. Um, 
Interestingly, it, I, I'm going to read this because I just want to get his quote right. Shearer said, um, I don't care how the goal went in, if it was a free kick, a penalty, a tap in, a left foot or a right foot, at my age, you kind of be choosy. <laughs> and I think that's that's typical, Alan. You know, he's uh, talks himself down when, in fact, he's, he's, he's created a, a great uh, uh, legend and hero worship for himself. And then Rob Lee said, um, Alan Shearer is the best player I have ever played with. And you can't say more than that from somebody from Rob Lee. So Portsmouth, the game against Portsmouth, that record-breaking goal, uh, I'm going to leave as, as my favourite Shearer goal. Fantastic. George, great stuff. OK, Mitch, your favourite Shearer goal? I think it's probably worth noting we had two two different Alan Shearers in Newcastle United, really. The one that came, who was top of his game, he had a one of his difference makers was his acceleration, over three or four steps. He seemed to be quicker than so many people, so he beat them to the ball. Um, and then other than that, he was an all-round striker. Left foot, right foot, head, you know, he, was, he, he, had, he had and could do it all. And then he got that horrible injury in pre-season at Everton, that, that fractured dislocation of his ankle. And when he came back from that, he still had pace, but he didn't seem to have that change of pace. That seemed to have gone a little bit. And un- unlike some players, he worked on everything else. And he became a monster at holding the ball up. I don't think there's, I've seen anybody better than him at holding the ball up. You know, against Wolves at the weekend, everybody was screaming for ASM to run it in the corner as the time was ticking down. <laughs> sure as eggs as eggs, if Shearer had been on the pitch, that would have been the easy ball. Stick it in the corner, and he would have kept it there for three minutes. <laughs> and nobody would have got it off him. And I think if you want a goal that epitomises that part of his game, um, two, I think it's 2004, Near the end of the season, we're playing Chelsea at home. Um, and he's playing against Marcel Desai. At the time, probably, OK, he was coming towards the end of his Premiership career, but he was still one of the premier centre-backs in Europe. And in this game, there's a play on the left-hand side, I think it's Robert and Bernard do a couple of one-twos. And then Bernard plays it with Shearer. And Shearer, at this point, is still about 35 yards out from goal. And if you watch what he's able to do physically, and this isn't a, some powder puff third division centre-back, it's the Marcel Desai, who was a monster of a man at times. And he backs him up, he backs him up, and then shows him one way, turns inside, and then from about 25 yards out, hits, a, hits that volley, or that, that shot rather, into the, well, it sort of almost loops over the keeper and in, into the, almost the bottom corner rather than the top corner of the net. It's a screamer of a shot. It's a fantastic shot. It's power, it's direction, but most of all, he bullied Desai off the ball. The strength of that man was ridiculous. Um... And that always sticks out in my mind as one of the, my favourite goals of his because of the pure physicality. That's, that for me is football. 
we're losing a little bit of that sometimes. Um, and and the the way Shearer built that ability after he'd had that injury and came back here, it's slightly different, but no less effective strike there. It, you know, fair play to uh, And that was a cracking goal. Yeah, another one that's up there. It's very, very difficult to pick out uh, the greatest goal. There's a few. We know what Shearer's top 10 is as well. We've seen many programmes on that. Sky have run programmes. Steve Wilkinson, um, your choice, please. Yeah, I, I was I was looking at that top 10 and, and uh, you, you could pick many of them as, as, as memorable goals. And I, and I don't think this was Shearer's choice himself, um, but it was, it was up there, the goal at the game I've picked. And it was the... The volleyed goal against Aston Villa in 1991 um, was the second goal in a in a three-nil win, and and the thing that that's memorable for me was that that just the, the one the, the the cross he he received off Rob Lee was a perfect cross, but he he just got so far away from the defender, he was about five yards away from the defender. Now who on earth is going to let Longiera get get that sort of say? So he's he's vision to move away from the defender to the side, and and he. It almost went on a. He volleyed it. I love a volley. Any any goal that I see that's volleyed in, it's it's why like Bruno's goal a couple of weeks ago, back heel volley is, is going to be a goal we'll talk about in God knows how many years time. But any any volley is a great goal. And and Shearer, this was a this was a placed volley. And and whether he meant to put it exactly where it went, but it it went just under the bar, and and inside the post and the far side. Peter Schmeichel of all people was in goal. I wish he'd let them in when we played him in the. In the game when we beat Man United, beat us one nil, and the the year we, we could have won the league. It, uh, that day he had a blinder, but uh, this day he was just rooted to the spot. He just couldn't do anything about it, and uh, and and it, it was just the, the fact that the, the volley was almost as well. It went it was it went ninety degrees. Rob Lee picked them out on the pass, and it was a, a side foot volley just inside the post. And uh, unlike Shearer, he didn't actually run away with his characteristic. Um, one arm salute. He actually just stuck his two arms in the air and stood still, and then waited for people to, to jump on him. And I think Rob Lee was one of the first. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil this goal because if you were in the crowd that day, you remember um, the, the how ecstatic you were about it. And if we'd move forward to nowadays, Steve, can you put the other picture up, please, in the, that I sent? I decided to be a, a VAR official <laughs> and work out whether Shearer's elbow was offside or not. Because he was, <laughs> and it would it would have taken about three or four minutes for them to put the lines on. It was just when it it just seemed to me when I saw this this picture. You can watch the goal on YouTube. And uh, when I looked at it, and uh, I thought he might have been offside, but they would have spent God knows how many minutes looking at that. So that ecstasy we had celebrating that goal would have been delayed. And that's the problem with VAR. I think it you know we don't want VAR the offside decided on on margins like that where his elbow might have been offside and things. You know, it was meant for... That's neither. I just thought that was a, a different angle to look at it and yeah. show how VAR would have... Had he not been around them days, the, the feeling would have been different while we're... As was the case with Chris Wood's goal last week, where we had to hang around and wait for God knows how long to, to see whether they were going to give it or not. And uh, you just want to celebrate a goal. And unless it's absolutely certain, forget this VAR. And I'm sure Shearer was very pleased that VAR wasn't around because he, the, the goal, some of the goals he scored were, you know, because of his his quickness and getting that extra yard. All of a sudden, the sort of Mitch was talking about the, the speed he had, particularly at the beginning. It probably would have spent hours adjudicating and uh, 
the game wouldn't have been as enjoyable. So that was my goal, the goal against Aston Villa in, in 1991. We went on to win 3-0 with Craig Bellamy scoring the other the other two goals in the game. Yeah, OK, great stuff. Alwaleed, your favourite Shearer goal? Uh, as you said, uh, lads, it's very hard to pick uh, a specific goal. Uh, but uh, for me especially, uh, I, uh, in, uh, in the league, Premier League, the teams know each other, uh, play uh, against each other all the time. But when it comes to Champions League, it's different. You do play at different schools, different uh, style of play. So for me, you know, uh, the goal in Champions League is, uh, you know, it's 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 it's, uh, uh, it's different. And uh, from I recall, it's like pieces in the memories. I recall the two games against uh, Juventus and uh, Inter Milan. Uh, I remember the coach uh, of uh, Juventus. Uh, says to uh, I think that was admission from Trezeguet a French player international French player uh, he said he told me the, uh, with the coach the coach told me me and uh, I think Marcello Salas uh, to study uh, uh, Alan Scherer uh, style for play as, as, a, as an assignment uh, for the goal uh, against uh, Inter Milan the San Siro uh, it was two goals in, uh, in, uh, in a few minutes uh, and they, they all been scored almost the same way. He was uh, Alan Shira was slide uh, to score, and uh, as said uh, by uh, Doctor Nell, he said uh, the acceleration. And this is one of the uh, most uh, uh, best feature in uh, Alan Shira is he's ahead of any player. And uh, even with that, he tried to slide and score the the two goals uh, in the same way against Inter Milan in San Siro. Yeah, fantastic memories of uh, of that particular game, and uh, maybe it's not from a supporting point of view with the horrendous acts that were being, uh, you know, and things that were being thrown at us by the Italian supporters. It has to be said, but yeah, um, looking forward to those kind of days returning uh, as a Newcastle fan. Certainly, Steve Hasty, then your favourite Shearer goal, please, mate. Uh, you're on mute, so uh, make sure you unmute yourself, mate. Right. Well, I think what we need to explain because I've I picked the. I picked the Corker goal. And the reason I managed to pick the Corker goal is just to explain to those who are watching that when Steve asks us who were, which which game, which goal, etc., etc., there's a mad scramble on the WhatsApp group. To, <laughs> and everybody knows in the past, I've got in last and I've had some Corkers. Over the years, I've, I've, I've had some real bloomers. But I tell you what, this week, when Steve sent that message, I went, got it, get in, quick, quick, quick. And I picked the goal that Alan thinks is his best goal ever. And it's the most simple goal. It's a cross, a knockdown, and a volley. Dead simple, dead easy. The only difference was the cross came from Norm Robert, the knockdown came from Shola Amiobi, and Alan hit this ball, probably the hardest he's ever hit it. And I think at least half the Gallagher end on that right-hand side as you're looking towards the goal was the ball gone, whoa, because they thought they were going to get absolutely smacked with it because it could have come through the net. There's no question. The power that Alan connected with that shot could have gone through the net if it, if it wasn't for the fact that the grounds are going to put in a couple of extra pegs in the bottom of the net corner. I'm convinced of it because it was an absolute screamer. As a striker, you must you must love when you hit that sweet spot. And I think on that particular goal, the cross comes in, 
Shoreline knocks it down. I think what, what people got to understand, probably not aware, we had been pummeled in that goal. And Richard Wright in goal for Everton on that day had an absolutely storming game. He had one of those games that if it had gone another five minutes, because there was only five minutes of the game left and they were winning 1-0, if it had gone another five minutes, he would have walked off with the Man of the Match award. He would have given his team three points and Everton would have been absolutely ecstatic. But instead, with five minutes to go, the little knockdown from from Shola that just cushioned the ball perfectly into Allen's path was absolutely sublime. But the, the reaction of Allen to hit that ball absolutely perfectly was out of this world. That brought us back with five minutes to go for one all. But in those days under Robson, it wasn't over yet. The game wasn't over. And then, Couple of minutes later, Craig Bellamy pops up, and we went. We walked out of that St James's Park on that day, the first of December, two thousand and two. Three points back into the strawberry, thinking, "What have we just watched?" All we could talk about this was a goal, but we'd we'd salvage three points at the point where we thought we perhaps going to get one. Looked like we were going to get nothing. But we managed to walk away with the three. But that, if you were in the ground on that day and you witnessed that, you witnessed what was Alan Shearer's best ever goal out of the 206 he scored for Newcastle. And God knows how many other goals he scored for both Southampton and Blackburn because he scored some rakers for them as well. He's, you know, let's not beat about the bush. Alan was a top-class striker, no matter where he was, whether he was wearing the England shirt, Southampton shirt, or the Blackburn Rover shirt. But in a Newcastle United jersey, in the black and white stripes, that goal will go down in history as his best ever. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt about it. Um, I went for a slightly more obscure one, and it was uh, a game which uh, you know finished the season off uh, in 2000, 14th of May, Newcastle United versus Arsenal. Um, again, another... Comprehensive win over a London club, which uh, tends not to happen home or away, uh, to be honest. Newcastle, though, running out 4-2 winners. Uh, Gary Speed uh, got a brace in that game. Andy Griffin, who's been mentioned already tonight, uh, got, a, got a goal as well. But Alan Shearer scored a, a sublime free kick in the 23rd minute at the Leeser's end. Um, and and it's, I don't know why, it's just always been one of my favourite Shearer goals because of the, the power that he used to be able to get into free kicks. It's not a, it's not an easy thing to do, um, you know. Get that power from a from a from a standing free kick, um, and and you know and, and direction as well. And, and he, he managed to do it. And whereas Kieran Trippier or Ryan Taylor or or Liam O'Brien used to have the knack of you know precision and curling the ball around the wall, Alan used to just go straight through it. And 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 you know. God, God, you know, God help anybody getting in the way of a she referee kick, um, because you know if the, if, if if it didn't knock you out, I don't know what it would do. And Steve's just mentioned as well, just from that volley, you know, people thought it was going to come through the net, but yeah, that that's probably one of my favourites. Uh, a wonderful free kick. Um, I know it's in Alan Shearer's top ten as well. Um, you know, having watched uh, watched a few of these goals back before we did the program uh, today, but uh, yeah, that that is my favourite goal. It's been a pleasure, lads, uh, sharing a little bit of time, uh, looking back on uh, Alan Shearer's wonderful career. Uh, certainly, uh, somebody who we we will never forget, and I think we all uh, count ourselves very very lucky uh, having seen him play in a black and white shirt. But uh, for now, George, Mitch, Steve, Alvalid, and Steve Hasty, thanks very much for joining us. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Cheers, everyone.